what's up and welcome to the No Free Game Podcast with D, where you actually get all the game. Well, today, we are going to talk about that epic game last night, Super Bowl 56. We'll get into those commercials and that banging halftime show, all on the No Free Game Podcast. morning and welcome into the no free game podcast so today i just wanted to jump right into it let's talk about this super bowl last night pretty much it was a a very good game from from start to finish man i i couldn't get my eyes off of it normally uh if the bears ain't playing and if you don't know me you should know that i'm an avid chicago fan Bulls, Bears, Cubs, Blackhawks, sorry, White Sox. Once a Cubs fan, always a Cubs fan. But um, normally on these Super Bowls, man, I usually just just pass out and uh, and don't watch the whole thing. Uh, but this one had me glued uh, to the tube. Uh, great game, great performance by several key players. Uh, we'll start on the Bengals side since they were the run- runners-up. Uh, Jamar Chase looked like a beast uh, on the receptions that he had. Um, coming out, I believe, after halftime and, and um, getting a big uh, big completion, I believe it was like on, on third down, uh, getting that big completion. Um in the second half, and in the first half, he did have uh, a high leverage catch as well. Uh, They got a first down, and he had that big gain against um, Jalen Ramsey, uh, which was a a nice setup. Ramsey tried to, I believe he tried to press him, and Jamar was able to get off of it and and make a great catch on his first catch of the game. Uh, he had a great game. I thought Joe played very well. I thought he looked calm, poised. Um, I thought he, I thought he looked in control. Uh, for a second-year player to come into a Super Bowl, first Super Bowl, first playoffs, and to look that cool, calm, collected, and in control, I thought that was very impressive. Impressive for, from uh, from Burrow. Um, a woozy. Uh, the corner, I thought he played really well. Um, he was able to help limit the uh, the secondary, uh, help the secondary limit uh, the receiving options. Um, I think the, even though it came down to that last drive when they were force feeding Cooper, which we'll get into here in a second. Um, I thought all in all he played a good game. Um, the safety play was pretty good from the Bengals. Jesse Bates had that. Uh, Picking the end zone, Stafford tried to force the ball uh, over the top. He even uh, audibled his receiver uh, to the back of the end zone and still got it picked off. It was a head-scratching play for me uh, at that moment in the game. Uh, you had a big moment, and and I thought Stafford was, was sinking under that moment. Um, But, yeah, the Bengals secondary did really play a great game, but those two in particular I thought had uh, had pretty good games. I also want to give a shout-out to that Bengals front. Uh, that Bengals front was disruptive all freaking game. 
Um, they kept the running back on his back. Um, they they kept pressure in Stafford's face for the most part. Um, and they didn't they didn't give up a big play. It seemed like that's what they were. That's what they were intending to do. It was let's not give up the big play. Let's not let Cooper beat us. And let's control this run. Everything that the Rams do is based off play action. You control the run. Um, you can kind of control them, which we've seen um, in that first quarter on that first touchdown. It was actually uh, a couple uh, a couple play actions on that, that that froze the Bengals because they were so uh, they were so focused on stopping the run and making sure that the Rams couldn't get that going so they couldn't uh, use play action later in the game. So they, they couldn't set up the uh, play action, uh, which actually worked because the Rams didn't use too much play action after that, uh, those first couple drives um, because they couldn't get any traction on the ground. So that, that plan worked. Uh, they also limited the deep plays. They definitely did that. Um, you can see that that was a part of the game plan. Um, and then they 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 kind of limited cup, which again we'll get into here in a moment. Um, but um, I thought that Bengals front was ridiculously good um, all game, all game. Let's talk about the Rams, who uh, who had a good game. Of course, Donald. What what can you say? Now I don't know if anybody's heard this, but he's talking about retiring. And I get it. I mean, he's done everything under the sun. This man's been an eight-time Pro Bowler, seven or eight-time All-Pro. Only thing missing was the ring because he was already a runner-up. Um, so the only thing he was missing was a ring. He, he made sure that they got that last night. He made two dominant plays all game. They, he, they were frustrating him, frustrating him all game. All game, doubles, hitting them at the end, getting some cheap shots in on them. He did get frustrated. Definitely got frustrated, got into that scuffle on the sideline. I think that's after he got in that scuffle, I don't know if anybody realized, but after he got in that scuffle, this man turned it up a notch, especially with those two big plays on the last drive. But I believe he had a couple other plays uh, in that fourth down. If I'm not, uh, I'm sorry. In that fourth quarter, if I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, but he made a couple um, game wrecking plays that I um, jot down, jotted down in my notes. Um, but of course, the two big game wrecking plays was that third and one run when he stopped the stop mixing on that third and one, and then I don't know if you were really watching Aaron. But I was watching him on that last play. He was the only one I was literally watching because I'm like, this man literally has to make a play, and he makes one play, win the game. But if you were watching him on the line uh, pre-snap, he was very, very antsy and anxious. And it's crazy because as I was watching it, I'm lo I was looking at his helmet, and I don't know, I could see it. I could see it, the way just his helmet was moving and how focused and anxious he looked like he was. I could see that on that fourth and one, he was going to get to Burrow. Everybody in the building knew that they were passing, especially after that stop on third and one. We all knew that they were going to pass the ball. 
even with Joe on that hurt right knee, we knew that they were going to pass the ball. And Aaron saved his best, the, the best pass rush move he has, or that, you know, that special move that he can go to. You know, Madden, when you're in the zone on that X Factor and you got that special move, he went to that special move, that jump with that karate chop to the helmet. And I don't think I've seen him do that all game. I think he was setting that up for a special point. And they snapped the ball, and he comes off a little late, later than he wanted to because he was so anxious. Not not too much late, but later than he wanted to, and he gave that big jump karate chop and busted through that, and it was a one-on-one block, busted through the one-on-one, and damn near Saxborough. And I thought that that was the biggest play that anybody could ever make. And uh, sorry for the bangles. I don't understand why you want to put this gentleman one-on-one with a pass blocker on your O-line. It just amazed me at, at the end of the game that now all of a sudden we're we're running one on ones like nobody came to help. I want to say two. They rushed five, so it was pretty much a five on five. But we don't have a chip. We don't have a a a, a help block. Nothing um, to kind of to kind of contain Donald. And uh, I think the Rams did that well in the second half too. They started to bring five. That first half they weren't bringing too much pressure. They wanted to make sure that the receivers didn't beat them deep. They didn't. They didn't. They were trying to take the receivers out of the game. Bengals have three great receivers. I mean, you don't want to do too much blitzing or or too much leaving too much too many people one on one in coverage. So as much safety help as you can give, you want to be able to give. So in that first half, uh, the Rams really, really, really only sent four. Um, they were still getting pressure on them, but uh, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Burrow was able to get the ball out quick, quick in that first half. Able to just you know two two three step drops hitch and and get it out. Um, coming into that third quarter out of halftime, they really just ratcheted up the pressure and and started to bring five and put people in his face and put hands in his face and that's what kind of slowed the Bengals down. Um, in that second half, even though they had some traction in the run game, I thought they should have ran the ball a little bit more as well too. Um to combat for that five-man rush. You didn't see a lot of adjustments at the line either from Burrow. You didn't see him audibling from pass to run or run to pass or anything like that or changing protections on the line a lot um, either. So I thought that was a, a, a big miss um, on the Bengals' part. Um, but Aaron had a had a hell of a game. Uh, next person, um, I would say next player who had a who had a a really good game, Cooper Cup. Man, I thought Cooper came through adversity as well too. Damn near all game, getting doubled and triple covered. Um, even before OBJ went out, that's why OBJ had that uh wide open touchdown on on that um that pretty much that uh that that fade route. Um, because of the coverage on Cooper, and OBJ was left open. Um, running that wheel route. My apologies. Um, and he got the catch in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. Um, 
but Cooper persevered, man. Like, third quarter, he had nothing. They weren't really making sure he wasn't getting targeted. Um, fourth quarter, pretty much the same thing. It was a lot of, a lot of shell coverages, a lot of, a lot of linebacker and safety help to his side. Um, but when they needed him most, and I think Stafford said it post game that, um, coach told them, McVay told him, look, you and Cooper are going to go win this game. You and Cooper are going to go win this game. Um, and they went and did it. I thought Cooper played a really, really, really um, resilient and good game. He ended up being the Super Bowl MVP with his two touchdown catches. Um, and then continuing the fight at the goal line, getting that uh, getting that pass interference call, getting knocked in the helmet and staying down for a, a minute or so, and then getting back up and, and getting in the play and then getting the pass interference call and then catching the fade for the touchdown. Um, with probably the only one-on-one coverage he's seen all game at the one-yard line on that fade, fade route. When I seen that one-on-one coverage, I knew what was coming. Um, so I think Cooper played a really good and resilient game. Um, Stafford didn't play good and he didn't play bad. He, he pretty much played a Jared Goff game. I didn't see any difference from him and Jared Goff. Other than he's got the arm to push it downfield, but um, other than that, I mean, I seen somebody was a game manager for pretty much most of the game. He did have three touchdowns. He also had two interceptions. Um, but like I said, he didn't play good. He didn't play bad. Um, he definitely came through when they needed him. Um, of course, Rams lost last Super Bowl to the to the Patriots. Golf didn't come through, so I get it. Um, and this being Matt Stafford's first Super Bowl, I wasn't really expecting it. Um, I wasn't really expecting the Aaron Rodgers-like drive down the field 15 plays and leaving with a minute 25 left. Um, I wasn't expecting that. And leaving them with a minute 25, uh, blessing and a curse. Um, just because uh, Burrow's pretty good, but got to have trust in that, that, uh, that top-tier defense all those stars on that side. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to Cooper. I don't know if anybody remembers the trick play that they did uh, with the Philly special um, where they handed it off to the running back, tossed it to the to the receiver, and sent the quarterback out for a route. Uh, it was on third down. Wouldn't have resulted in a touchdown and could have quite possibly not resulted in the first down had they caught the ball. Uh, because there was a Bengal defender lurking behind Stafford. Um, so I, I actually want to give a shout-out to Cup because it looked like he might have saved his quarterback. Because at that point, there are no rules. He becomes a regular runner. Um, there is no roughing the passer penalty. And I believe he would have gotten rocked whether he would have gotten to the first down marker or, or not is debatable as well too. So I actually think when you, when you think about that play, um, I actually think it was a good play on Cooper's part um, on that third and one, when they tried to do the, the trick play um, and get that first down. Uh, I thought it was a, a good read um, by Cooper um, and protecting his quarterback. Um, 
but there was a defender. I think he's seen that defender lurking. Um, even though Stafford did look wide open, Bengals looked like they blew the whole play. There was a defender back there um, kind of lurking, um, ready to, to hit uh, uh, Stafford. Uh, rather that now again, rather that would have been short of the line of the game or or not, uh, we don't know. Uh, but uh, that was a big third down uh, that the Bengals held on, and the Rams ended up uh, kicking a field goal. Uh, which while we're talking about field goals, let's talk about that extra point that they missed. That almost came back to haunt them. Uh, both ways when they were down four, and had to get a touchdown. There was no option to get a field goal, and we tied the game. None of that. It was t- we we have to get a touchdown and win the game because we can't tie the game. Um, and even if we go down and get a touchdown, we got to make our extra point to put it at three so that they then come down and tie it with a field goal. Um, so that 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 Bosch field goal could have been um, a bigger deal than what it was, a way bigger deal than what it already was as a big deal. Uh, that could have actually been a turning point in the game. Had the Bengals been able to get into field goal range and kick that field goal, we'd be talking about that missed extra point right now in so many different ways. Um. Luckily, they also were able to get that touchdown because we would have been talking about it that as well. You wouldn't have had to go for it on fourth and one. You would have been able to kick a field goal, tie the game. But that field goal, that missed extra point, was a key key turning point in this game. Um, luckily, it didn't come back to bite them. They ended up with the win. Um but that was a key point in the game as well for me. So um, looking at these two teams, um, some thoughts I had, I I thought the Bengals are an O-line away. To me, they're an O-line away from competing. They can shore up the secondary a little bit, but they're an O-line away from competing. They get some O-linemen in there and block for Burrow and keep him on his feet, able to get these the three receivers that they have and the uh, the tight end. Tight end is not bad either. And, and able to get them on deeper routes and get and, and continue to push the ball downfield. That's where this offense needs to grow, uh, is being able to push the ball down the field. Um, but he, he doesn't have time to throw, especially against defenses like the Rams. They're not able to combat. Um, great pass rushes, which the Bengals um, were giving up pressures even on the four-man fronts, right? Burrow was getting the ball out of his hand fast, but they were still getting, they were still able to get pressure. And then once they brought five, it was over with. Now everybody's on a one-on-one. We're just going to beat you now. It's all about the next, it's all about the will, and the Rams just showed the will against that old line. Reminds me of the Chiefs. Chiefs O line last year in the Super Bowl. When the Bucks just destroyed their O line. And the Chiefs went out in the offseason and 
Everybody talked about how, oh, man, how the Chiefs are going to get their own line better. They don't have any money. They can't spend this. And they just signed Mahomes. And how are they going to do that? And somehow they figured out a way to revamp the in all five positions, I want to say. They did have some guys coming back from injury that they were able to uh, insert into their offensive line as well. But when you go out and get um, the kid from Baltimore, uh, Orlando Brown Jr., you go out and get him, play left tackle. I believe they signed a, a guard in free agency as well, too, the top guard on the market, Tooney, I think it was, that came from the Pats. Um, so when you go out and do that, and then, um, I think they did a couple other moves, revamped the whole offensive line, um, and they look much better this year as an offensive line, much better. Maybe that's what was killing Mahomes. He wasn't, he wasn't used to not having to run. Like, sheesh, I don't got to run for my life. It's a little different being in the pocket, a little tough. So I'm looking at the Bengals, how uh, we all looked at the Chiefs last year. Revamped that O-line. They've got all the weapons. They've got the weapons. They've got the quarterback. They pretty much got the defense. They need to shore up that uh, that secondary. The pass rush isn't bad either. They can use a, uh, maybe a, another pass rusher, but um, that O-line needs to, needs to get fixed. And then what can we say about the Rams? Of course, they... Uh, they're going to have to figure out if they're going to keep OBJ and keep uh, Von Miller, figure out how that's going to work. Um, I believe they're over the cap as well, too, um, because they keep spending on these big names. And, uh, you know, they got Ramsey on that long deal. I know Donald has still got three years left on his, but his contract isn't guaranteed um the next the last three years so um not saying he's gonna be a casualty but they can go ahead and re-sign him if he's not gonna retire and move some money around that way but um this is a team that's got to figure out how they're gonna get their some of their top guys back man um other than that, this team is strong, and Pleasure going to get Robert Woods back next year, who was out, I believe, with the ACL or Achilles, one of the two. Um, we'll just say he was out with a season-ending injury. Um, so you'll get him back next year. Um, you'll have to shore up that pass protection because Whitworth is probably done. Um, you'll get your safeties back. The only reason why you had Weddle was because your your safeties went down um, right before the playoffs. So you'll get your safety. This team is still stacked, man. So um, just finding a way to bring their guys back, convince their guys to come back. Let's try to repeat. Do it again. Um, other thing I was thinking, second year that the home team, the person who, the team who uh, hosted the Super Bowl was in the Super Bowl. Now, weird thing with this Super Bowl, though, the Rams weren't the home team. The Bengals were considered the home team. 
see the league switches off every other year. So last year, the NFC was the home team. So that's why the, the Bucks got to, uh, to be the home team in their stadium. Uh, this year is the AFC's turn to be uh, the home team. Uh, so that's why the, the Rams were considered the quote unquote um, road team in their home stadium. Um, but yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my take on the Super Bowl uh, and on these two teams. Um, if you have any thoughts, of course you can hit the Instagram page. No free game podcast. I'm gonna leave your comments there. We're gonna take a break. Uh, we come back. We'll talk about the uh, the commercials and that. Man, that halftime show, I'm still speechless. I'm still speechless. We'll be back after this. Hello, and welcome back to the No Free Game Podcast with D. So we just talked about the Super Bowl. Let's get into these commercials and this halftime show. The commercials were banging. There were a lot of good commercials. Um, a couple of my favorites, though, was that Uber Eats commercial where they're eating all the stuff that's not edible. And in the bold letters at the bottom, Uber Eats is saying, don't really eat this, don't really eat that, don't really swallow dishwasher liquid. Like, I thought that commercial was really, really funny. Um, I thought it was great. I thought that commercial was great. Uh, the next one I thought was great was the Caesar commercial uh, with Peyton and Eli where they're sitting at the table um, eating dinner. And uh, at the end of the commercial, this is my favorite part of the commercial. Uh, at the end of the commercial, uh, I can't think of the dude's name, um, but the black dude that that's playing Caesar in all the commercials uh, for MGM. And so um, – at the end of the commercial, oh my God, it was so funny. Uh, he asked, uh, he said, hey, legendary quarterback, can you pass the gravy? Um, and it's all the Mannings at the table. Um, and so one of the Mannings picks up, starts to pick up the gravy. He's like, I, 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 I said legendary. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest commercial uh, that came out uh, last night. The NFL commercial was awesome. Um, it was awesome. Kids are playing the game. Um, and bro told her, it was told his sister that it was over. And I thought it was a great depiction of, of, uh, females playing or women playing, um, video games as well, too. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but women enjoy the, uh, video games as much as men. Um, so I thought it was a great depiction of that. Um, and she was confident. She was like, nah, it's not over. And so she hikes the ball and comes through the television and all the characters just start popping out. And so, you know, they're doing their thing through the kitchen and through the house and throwing the ball. Actually, the start of the commercial is funny because they're actually little. Uh, the characters, when they come out of the, out of the, um, out of the television. And so it's like these two children hovering over little characters. And so everybody screams at each other and then they realize where the ball is the characters do, and then they just start running for the ball and knock them over. 
And then they just start tossing the ball around and doing different little funny stuff to get the ball out of each other's hands. And it's going all over the house and they're breaking stuff all over the house. But I thought what was cool is that they, uh, they were just, they were bringing back history too. So it was, it was, um, older players in there, um, uh, as well too. And they ended off the commercial, um, with Walter Payton scoring a touchdown. Um, I thought that, I thought that commercial was, I thought it was fire. I thought it was fire. Um, I thought the Crypto.com commercial uh, with LeBron, um, with uh, his younger self, with him as his older self, and then a computerized like uh, hologram of his younger self, and his younger self just asking him questions and how it's going to be, and, and then at the end of it, his younger self is like, we go into the league. <laughs> I thought that was a a good commercial too. Um, the NBC commercial was a good commercial as well too, where all the NBC stars are sitting around trying to see who's going to be on the actual commercial on their television. Um, and they're all are, uh, debating on why they should be. And uh, Mariska Hagerty, I think that's how you say her name. She's uh, Benson in um, Law & Order SVU. And she's like, I've been on this network for 23 years. It better be me. <laughs> and then Keenan pops on the television. And they're all, <laughs> it was four of them. And again, it's the um, the black dude that does the Caesar commercials again. And he has popcorn and he's sitting in the chair. But at the same time, he like tosses popcorn. They all throw stuff in the air. It's like, oh, when they see Keenan, they're like, dude, you haven't even been before NBC that long. So uh, I thought that was a funny commercial as well, too. Um, the Verizon commercial um, with uh, Jim Carrey as the cable guy, I thought that was a classic. That was I kind of recognized that as soon as uh, that commercial came on. Um, and then at the end of it, he runs down to another house and knocks on the cable guy, like kind of he did in the movie. Um, I know maybe some of my listeners might not be old enough, but uh, that was an actual an actual movie. So it was it was pretty cool to see uh, Verizon bring that up. Um, one of the commercials I wasn't a fan of, though, um, and I'm sorry, um, was the Google commercial. Um, I just really wasn't a fan of it. I understand the angle that they were trying to bring. Um, and of course, the demographic that they were trying to hit with that commercial. Um, and of course, um, you know, Android makes Google or Google makes Android, whichever one you want to do. They're all the same. Um, then African Americans, most African Americans, I mean, if you have Metro, if you have, um, straight talk um if you have some of these um third uh, uh secondary character uh carrier secondary phone carriers um most of these people have most of these african americans have android phones um so i thought i thought it was kind of a poor taste i don't know that's just just how i felt i don't know how anybody else felt about it um, but I, I just thought it was a poor taste um of a commercial that's just me i'm sorry um and the last commercial that i was kind of a little bit proud of um was the hologic commercial um that had mary j in it um i don't know if i've ever seen um a black woman take center stage for a commercial during the super bowl um I don't know. I could be, I could be mistaken, but um, for me, that was kind of powerful. Uh, she had one of the first commercials um, that that came on, um, and I thought it was, I thought it was very fitting. 
Um, I thought that was a fitting commercial, um, especially for what she was, um, what she was promoting in the commercial, um, as far as black women getting their checkups. So, um, I thought that was a, I thought that was a, a really good commercial, um, as well, as well. Um, and then speaking of Mary J, let's talk about this halftime show now. That halftime show, man, man. Now Jay Z's been in control. I don't know if everybody knows, but Rock Nation is control is in control of the halftime shows. I think this goes back to either 2018 or 2019, and he really couldn't get anybody. Still, a lot of people were. Uh, pissed off at how the Super Bowl uh, wasn't including um, African-Americans as far as for the halftime show. Uh, or I shouldn't say African-Americans, I should say uh, hip-hop and rap and things of that nature. So, um, and bringing the culture uh, that's already in the NFL um, on the big stage. Um, but, of course, you see... A lot of white owners in the NFL, so a little tough uh, to kind of bring the, the full culture out. But they were able to do it last night. Oh, my God. A lot of the stuff that uh, I seen, I heard, uh, a lot of lyrics that were still allowed to be spoken. And Eminem did the Eminem of all people. Eminem, which... The NFL says they knew about, they seen all of it during the rehearsals. But Eminem was the one who did the Colin Neal, the Colin Kaepernick Neal. NFL says they knew about it, but Eminem did the Neal. These guys were still able to, to, to speak all of their lyrics. Like they were still able to say their lyrics. Now, of course, there wasn't too much cussing and some lyrics they kept out. But for the most part, like, if you know the song, you knew the lyric that they either kept out or or it was an expletive. So, I mean, and just the performances, the stage was nice. They set it up like they was in L.A. I like how it flowed. Like, first song, which introducing Snoop and, and Dre. Second song was Welcome to Cali, pretty much. California Love. You know what I mean? Then he dropped it to 50. He hanging upside down. They had the girls dance. Yo, it was a show. That's all we've ever wanted was a nice concert for the halftime show, and we got a nice concert for the halftime show. Mary J was amazing. Still fine as hell. Up there, amazing. Put on an excellent performance. Excellent performance. I thought Eminem's choice of song was awesome. I thought um, Dre doing the, going to the piano and doing the I Ain't Mad At You um, snippet on the piano. 
I thought Pac was coming back. I'm like, wait, y'all got a hologram of Pac too? Man, I I, <laughs> I was in the zone on that halftime show, man. And I never watched the halftime show. I never really cared for the halftime show. It was it was crazy. I enjoyed every minute of the halftime show. That was a halftime show. Kendrick Lamar was dope. Was dope. I thought all of them coming together at the end, especially everybody that used to be on Dre, you know, on Dre's label. You had 50, you had Eminem, you had Snoop. Mary J used to mess with Dre back in the day. Kendrick Lamar, pretty much from the West. Right? Dre done done a few of his beats as well, too, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, it was it was magical to see. The West was back together. Like, I thought that that was, and it was fitting. All the West Coast pioneers on one stage in L.A. Jay-Z, you did a heck of a job in this one. This is what the people want to see going forward for our halftime shows. That's what we want to see. We want to see concerts. I mean, it's not even just, you know, the history. Or that it has to be rap and hip-hop. I mean, of course, we want to see that. But we want to see the Mary J's. We want to see the Alicia Keys's. You know what I mean? Like, we want to see those people on halftime shows. You can mix in our pop singers. You know what I mean? Like, we can mix those in as well, too. But we want to see some, we want to see a show, some energy at that halftime show. Keep us pumped up. Keep us interested in the game. Keep us in the stadium. I thought that did that this year. People were still in the stadium watching the halftime show. People were still in their seats. Not a lot of people went to go get nachos, wings, and popcorn. Not a lot. I didn't leave my seat, except for, I think, when the commercial came on, when they were setting up the halftime show, and they were setting up the stage and everything. I think I left to go warm up some food or something. But other than that, bro, I was glued to the screen for the halftime show. Normally, that's my time to nod off. But I must say, Jay-Z, you did your thing this year. Can we consistently keep that for future halftime shows going forward? That would be nice. That would definitely be nice. But yes, I've got to give two A's. An A to the commercials and an A to this halftime show. I think they were, they were for the most part, everything was tasteful. Everything was in order. Um, and everything was just so damn appealing. Like, it was visually appealing. Commercials were good. Like, yo, I just seen myself glued to the TV when everything with the commercials just to see which commercials were going to be good. You know, we had some duds in there, but I mean, for the most part, throughout the whole Super Bowl, there were there were great commercials, man. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. And then not only that, then you had the great halftime show as well, too. So uh, you had the show within the show. I like it. 
I like it. Um, played out really well. You had the, the, the Super Bowl and then you had the commercials and the halftime show that kind of was within the show, within the Super Bowl. So I thought that was a great way, great way to put it on NBC. Great way. Great way. All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here. That's that's all we've got for today. Um, I think what I'm going to do is do episodes on Sundays. Um and either Wednesdays or Fridays, so you'll get two episodes from me um, as we go forward on this journey. Um, continue to listen, download, uh, tell your friends, have your friends listen, download, subscribe. I'm only on Spotify right now, I think, and Anchor. Um, so download, subscribe, continue to listen. Again, I got the Instagram page. No free game podcast. Um, so comment. Let me know what you think. If you want to comment on the show or tell me what I can do better or you got a discussion piece you want to talk about, feel free to hit the Instagram page. Until next time, people. Peace. listening to the no free game podcast you do hope you enjoyed it see you soon <laughs>